0: Ever snore so loud it registered as an earthquake, or you woke up with a throat as dry as the Sahara Desert and a headache that could stop a locomotive? Well, I've had all of these because I have sleep apnea. Hi, I'm Scott Mitchell. Yep. I wear a machine plugged into a wall attached to a hose every night. Sound Sleep Medical changed all of this for me, and they can do that for you. They specialize in providing oral appliance therapy for individuals suffering from sleep disorders. In many cases, oral appliances have proven to be as effective as CPAP machines in treating sleep apnea, the lack of sleep is a serious health risk and has been linked to heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and even depression. The oral appliance I got from Sound Sleep Medical has freed me from a hose. I can go anywhere, and I've never slept better. Call Sound Sleep Medical today. Seriously, for a limited time, the first 25 people that call get a free consultation worth 200 bucks. Call 801-783-5451. It's 801-783-5451.
1: Hello, this is Jim Bennett.
2: And I'm Abby Bennett.
1: And this is Dinner Table Politics, and we are going to talk about what everybody has been talking about around their dinner tables for the last week.
2: Chloe Kardashian.
1: Yes, that's exactly and what Tristan we're... Thompson. I don't know who that is. Should I know who that is? Who's Tristan Thompson?
2: This is really embarrassing for you.
1: Well, I suppose it is. Do you know who Michael Cohen is? Yeah. All right. Well that's who I thought we were gonna talk about. Is he dating Tristan Thompson?
2: No, but he might as well be. Tristan Thompson has dated a lot of people. He cheated on Khloe Kardashian. That's the main.
1: Tristan Thompson is a man? Yes. Tristan, oh, okay. I, Tristan I, is
2: absolutely a boy name. What are you talking about?
1: I, I don't know any Tristans one way or the other. He
2: plays for the Cavs. Another reason why you don't know him probably. And I
1: don't even know who the Cavs are. Cav- what? The
2: Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland
1: Cavaliers. Oh my gosh. They said Cavs like, like you know, little tiny cows. Nope, baby I didn't. Cows.
2: I said Cavs.
1: All right. Well, the Michael Cohen testimony, when it was happening, it was all over the place and I had all of my left-wing friends just gloating that this was the beginning of the end for Donald Trump and it was all over.
2: Wow, your left-wing friends sound really smug.
1: Uh, (laughs) Well, I I, I don't want to. uh, I'm not going to touch that. But the point is, I I watched it or I watched pieces of it.
2: Because it was like seven or something hours, right? Just super long.
1: Right, right. Uh, it actually happened, I think, the day after we did our last podcast. So we could have talked about it, I don't know, we could have talked about it last week, but we're a week away from it, and it doesn't look like Trump is about to get thrown out of office, does it?
2: Well, the, uh, I watched the SNL sketch for it, Yeah. Um, and it started out with... Um Welcome to the Michael Cohen case. Something, something, something. For any other president, this would be the most humiliating moment of their of their entire presidency. For Trump, it's just another Wednesday.
1: That's right. That's right. And but the thing is, that's absolutely true. It is just sort it's of ju-
2: crazy. He's untouchable.
1: Well, the the problem is there are a number of problems with the testimony. Uh, one being. It was very clear from the outset that nobody's mind was going to be changed by anything Michael Cohen okay, had to say.
2: Okay, I don't even understand. So I understand he gave testimony. What? Why? What? For what purpose? Like, what was the end goal?
1: Well, he's he's going to jail. He's going to prison for lying to Congress. And in order to get a reduced sentence he agreed to cooperate with the Mueller investigation.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And so this is sort of part of the Mueller investigation and oversight. So it wasn't
2: him just being like out of the goodness of my heart, I want to come tell well, all the crappy things I did.
1: Well, a little bit about that a little bit of that is true, but now that the Democrats control the house, they have subpoena power, which means that they can start doing all of the investigations about Trump that they want to do. And they thought this would be helpful to have Michael Cohen go on parade and say all of the terrible things that he's done, except they already know all the terrible things that he's done. There was nothing that he said in that testimony that isn't already public knowledge. So as I sat there and watched it, because the main focus of it was the idea that he'd paid hush money to Stormy Daniels. What? Who, and uh, You never knew that, did you? This was the first time anybody would ever heard that. He paid hush money to Stormy Daniels out of his own pocket. Donald Trump reimbursed him, and he showed the canceled check that Donald Trump had paid him with. And I just looked at that and I said, "We all know that. Nobody's denying that." Donald Trump. Who
2: writes checks anymore? Even.
1: Well, that's a good question. Well, what you going to pay hush money with a debit card? How does that work? I don't
2: know. Venmo.
1: Venmo for one hundred and thirty thousand dollars? Can you Venmo one hundred and thirty thousand
2: dollars? I don't know if there's a limit on how much you can Venmo. Well, or just tran like transfer it directly. I don't know.
1: Well, I'll tell you who uses checks: old people like that's, me. That's
2: yeah, that's very true. What? I I don't think I've ever actually I've never written a check myself. Are you like serious? I, I've cashed checks? Yeah, I've never owned my own checkbook ever.
1: Wow. Well, I remember the days. Well, when, uh, the, when I was your age. <laughs> anyway, so he goes through the stormy Daniels stuff and he gets up there and he starts saying things like Donald Trump is a liar and he's a cheat and he's a racist. And he recounted things that we hadn't necessarily heard before, but which there's absolutely no, no way to verify. For instance, we know that Donald Trump in a meeting last year, Said something about we don't want any more immigrants from Haiti because we don't want any immigrants from poop hole countries. Except he didn't say poop. He didn't say poop, but this is this is a family Uh, podcast, a
2: Christmas story. But I didn't say fudge.
1: But I didn't say fudge. (laughs) I used the the f dash dash
2: fudge.
1: Right. So we're using Christmas story censorship here to make this suitable for families, but. Michael Cohen, in his testimony, said that Donald Trump said to him that all countries that are run by black leaders are poophole countries. And he said this at a time when Obama was president. Huh. Now, that's kind of explosive, except at the same time, it's not criminal. And there's no way to verify it. And so... I just sat there listening to that, going, "Okay, well, that just kind of makes Donald Trump look like the kind of garbage that most people think he is." Right. Uh, except the uh, another interesting thing is that Donald Trump's approval ratings have not gone down and have indeed gone up Why since the Cohen. We're
2: living in a simulation, and it's so weird. It just makes no sense.
1: Do you really think we're living in a simulation?
2: Um. No, I don't know. That's what the simulation programmed me to think.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, we could get into a whole thing on that. But, but Donald Trump's approval ratings haven't changed. And one of the reasons why, I think, is it's a principle that I learned in business school. When you buy a stock, the price of that stock is determined by available knowledge about the stock and about the company it represents. And everything that is already known is discounted into the price price of the stock.
2: Uh, that was a lot of businessy words. A lot of businessy I'm, words. I'm not a fan.
1: Oh, you're not a fan. So, uh, if a company is going bankrupt, their stock won't necessarily go down if everybody already knows their company is going bankrupt the stock will suddenly plunge if people thought the company was fine but then they discover it's going bankrupt and then all of a sudden it completely collapses because it's different from what they expected but they but does that make any sense what does
2: that have to do with trump though
1: what it has to do with trump is that the reason his approval ratings are not going down is that those approval ratings already all of the things we know about Donald Trump that he's a racist that he's a pig, that he pays hush money to porn stars that he calls horseface, and all of the terrible things that are Donald Trump. We already know all those things. So when you go and ask people about their approval of Donald Trump, that approval number already has all of that information discounted into the price.
2: Oh, that's depressing.
1: And so as Michael Cohen got up there and everybody's saying, wow, look at this, look at how explosive this is. The reaction of most of America was, well, what, a, what what is he saying that we don't already know? <laughs> I mean, this was my reaction during the campaign. I had friends when Donald Trump's Access Hollywood tape surfaced. I had friends who said, this is the end. This is, oh, it's over. You know, remember yeah. the Access Hollywood tape? Oh, I remember. Grab him by the...
2: It ruined uh, the other guy, though. Billy, what's his face?
1: Uh, Billy Bush. Yeah. Yeah, it did. He lost his job. Uh, because imagine
2: if our president were held to the same standard, right? As an access Hollywood. Well, but the reformer.
1: thing is, the thing is that Billy Bush was expected to behave differently. It was the expectation that cost Billy Bush his job that he was defying expectations. But everybody expects Donald Trump to be a pig. Everybody already expects that, and so when Donald Trump behaves like a pig, nobody bats an eye. Nothing changes.
2: It's like how my roommates used to be annoyed how I would sleep through my alarm every morning. And it would wake them up, and now Now, it's just another Wednesday.
1: It's just another Wednesday. They're like,
2: that's just what she does.
1: That's right. Well, and there are a lot of reasons, I think, why Michael Cohen's testimony really isn't worth the paper it was printed on or the airtime that it's worthless. And I'm going to explain why when we get back from our break. All right, so Michael Cohen is going to prison because he lied to Congress. So his crime is that he's a liar. So you have a liar sitting in front of Congress saying, isn't it terrible about all the things I lied about? And now I'm telling the truth. And... That doesn't work, as far as I'm concerned, because if you were a liar before, how can I? Why should we not assume you're a liar now?
2: This is this is kind of unrelated, but I watched the SNL sketch of the hearing before I watched the actual thing, and they had the liar liar pants on fire sign, and I thought it was a joke. I was like, "Ha, ah, that's funny, SNL." And then I watched the real thing. Someone really did have a liar liar pants on fire sign there.
1: Was it a congressman yes, that had it? Yes. So was it a Republican congressman or a Democrat? Yeah, it was,
2: um, keep talking, I'll look it up.
1: Okay. Well, so if you can't trust what he said before, there's no way to trust what he's saying now. And as you listen to the Democrats who are sort of falling all over themselves to say, oh, now finally somebody is speaking the truth about Trump. These are the same Democrats that would have pilloried Michael Cohen as a liar, and rightly so, prior to his flipping on Donald Trump. And then you have all these Republicans. I'm not not sure who the Democrat who said this was, but they're absolutely right. They're not mad that Michael Cohen lied for the president. It's
2: um, Paul Gosser from Arizona.
1: He had a liar, liar, pants on oh, and he, fire. And yeah,
2: and he, yeah. All right. And it was funny, also in the sketch, uh, Kyle Mooney played him. I love Kyle Mooney. And... Um, in the real in the real hearing he this guy this representative kept like messing up his words and stuff <laughs> and, and Kyle Mooney was really funny he was like liar liar pants are fire <laughs> i went to kinkros and printed this up it was funny kinkros doesn't even
1: exist anymore neither does Kinko, kinko's. kinkos doesn't well they call it it's, it's it's fedex oh it's not there is no store called Kink, kinkos or kinkros yeah I, I saw that too it was very funny yeah but republicans aren't mad that he lied for the president. They're mad that he stopped lying for the president. So that kind of makes... Snitches
2: get snitches.
1: That's right. So that makes the Republican objections to Cohen look absolutely ridiculous because these are guys who were happy to stand by him when he was defending their guy. And now that he's turned on their guy, they're just mad that their guy is getting beat up. They don't... Neither side, as far as I can tell, gives a rip about what the truth actually is. It's just how can I use this to my political advantage?
2: Life is a nightmare. Yes, and we're living in it.
1: Well, we're living in a simulation. So,
2: someone turn it off and turn it back on again, please. Reboot
1: it. If they rebooted the simulation, would there be any way for us to know? How would we know that they? Have I don't rebooted know. That's like that's
2: well. That's like the whole the good place. Oh, did I just spoil that?
1: Oh well. Oh no! Don't worry. Oh no! Oh no! So, the thing that people don't. Uh, I have watched so many congressional hearings over the years. And I've watched them... Oh, brag about it. Yeah. Whew, yeah. That makes me a really cool guy. But I've watched them back during the Clinton years. I remember there was a congressional hearing on Whitewater, which is the investigation that led to the Monica Lewinsky investigation. But initially it was an investigation of a land deal in Arkansas that the Clintons were involved in. The wow,
2: that sounds boring.
1: And it was exceptionally boring. And I remember Robert Altman, the Treasury Secretary. The only reason he's not boring is that he was married to Linda Carter, who played Wonder Woman on television. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, she's yeah she was beautiful.
1: Yes, she still is beautiful, actually. She's, oh, she's still alive? She's, yeah, oh, she's, good she's for, not that good old. good
2: for Linda. She's, Shout like, out, Linda. 60s? Congrats like, on surviving this long.
1: There you go. And she's, she, she's quite lovely. Anyway, uh, Robert Altman didn't recuse himself. He didn't remove himself from investigating something. I can't even remember the details of it. But I remember watching the hearing and Republicans just came down on him hard. And I was watching this going, yeah, yeah, finally we're going to get Bill Clinton. This is very early in Bill Clinton's term. Nobody remembers that because it was completely irrelevant. All of these hearings are completely irrelevant. Every hearing that I've watched over the years has led to absolutely nothing. So
2: what's the point?
1: Well, what's the point of the hearings, or what's the point of watching the hearings, or both?
2: Both, I suppose.
1: Well, the point of the hearings, whenever anybody gets excited about these kinds of hearings, and finally we say, got-
2: you know, we have other good TV shows on. <laughs> the Bachelor is. Has two hour episodes.
1: Oh gosh! Did you watch it last night?
2: No, I'm watching it. I well, because I don't watch it live. I watch it like on Hulu the next day. So don't spoil it if you know. Okay. Why. Well, Ma- they keep teasing it. Colton the Bachelor like jumps over a fence, and in every single like teaser trailer, they show the clip of him jumping over a fence. And tonight we're supposed to find out why. Well, he jumped over the fence.
1: That's the most exciting so, thing I've ever heard. Yeah,
2: big things are happening over I here. I can't
1: stand the Bachelor. It's just so sleazy.
2: Again. You are the person who said you just watched the hearing for Bill Clinton, so well, I can say the same thing about that.
1: All right, all right. So, but the thing is, since impeachment is not a legal proceeding, since there is no legal standard that applies to the President of the United States, the only value in any kind of hearing is whether or not it convinces the President's party to turn on him. And I have never seen a hearing where that's happened. I have never seen a hearing where a witness convinces people on the other side of the issue to all of a sudden say, "You know what? We were wrong." And the Republicans all of a and sudden And then they
2: s- all start holding hands and, and and the happiness song from Charlie Brown starts playing.
1: Right. Yeah, it's just lovely.
2: Close curtains. Yes,
1: it's never happened. It it is unlikely to happen. And and so the the fact is well, or
2: or instead of I just thought of a better song instead of the happiness song, the we're all in this together song at the end of the first high school musical mu- movie.
1: I don't remember that one. Can you sing a few bars? We're
2: all in this together. Da, da, da. I don't even know the rest of the words. You know, after
1: 9-11, they broke into God bless America on the steps of the Capitol, which I thought was lovely. Both sides. That's the. One I don't time know.
2: I would prefer we're all in this together. We're all From in this the first th- high school musical movie.
1: That's. I'm not sure the first high school musical movie was out by the time 9-11 came out. No. Was it? So there you go. It
2: was, I was like 12 or something.
1: All right. Well, that's lovely. That's nice to know. But the point is, uh, anybody that gets excited about these hearings, anybody that thinks, aha, we finally got Donald Trump, needs to realize that Donald Trump can, he, he used to boast, he boasted in the 2016 campaign that he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and he wouldn't lose any voters. Right. And, and he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and have no criminal penalties for it. Because the, there's a a standing precedent that you can't indict a sitting president. He would,
2: Which I think is a dumb precedent, may I say.
1: Right. Uh, but he would he would probably go to jail after his term. He would get indicted after his term, but he wouldn't be removed from office unless the Republicans decided, well, you know, we don't think presidents should be shooting people, except for... We,
2: uh, the first couple murders, I was okay with it. Then when he got to in the double digits, right. I think we have to put our feet down.
1: Well, and vice presidents are apparently allowed to shoot people. Aaron, shout out Dick Cheney. Shout out Dick Cheney. Shout out Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr killed somebody when he was vice president.
2: Yeah, but no, nothing was, re- like, that was such a lot. I don't know. That I doesn't think, count? I, I don't know. I think of those, like, early days, and it's, like, shocking that we made it past then. Because everyone was just, I don't know, walking around with guns, and we were getting into a bunch of wars.
1: Well, the, the, that like seems to, think to be happening that, now. Yeah, that's and,
2: true. Nothing's changed.
1: Nothing's changed at all. That's That's our point. Well, so how do we move forward from this? Let's talk about that when we get back from our break. So the hearings are over, and Donald Trump's approval ratings have not gone down. But there are encouraging signs, or I think they're encouraging because I'm not a Trump fan, but there are encouraging signs that some members of the Republican Party are willing to stand up to the president. And I
2: feel like we've, we've, this is the same old song and dance we've been through a million times. Well, when we We're was like, all- oh, oh, Mitt Romney is going to, oh, oh, that guy who wrote the anonymous letter is going to stand up. No, nothing's oh, going to happen.
1: You're right. You're right. Uh, but you have now, so Donald Trump has declared his emergency to build the wall. And
2: I almost forgot about that. So much like crazy stuff always happens in like a week, and I forget about all the other crazy stuff that he just
1: did. Well, Donald Trump is the master of distraction, and I think he that
2: t- explains his whole look, oh. his whole face is the- to distract from what's coming out of his mouth. You know, the Oscars
1: did you see the stage at the Oscars?
2: No, the framing I stage, not. I have no desire to watch It looked the exactly
1: like Donald Trump's hair, gross, it was bizarre. It was like, what is this? And it just looked like it was this big golden mess, and it looked like Donald no. Trump's hair framing the stage.
2: I watched The Bachelor, and I won't even watch the Oscars. So, yeah.
1: Well, I'm not going to get into the Oscars. But Donald Trump, whenever something bad is happening to him, he tries to go out of his way to sort of distract from what's happened. And a lot of people attributed an announcement that happened during the Cohen hearing to that uh, but no, the announcement didn't get a lot of play. The announcement was that Donald Trump's administration is going to work to decriminalize homosexuality across the world. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I No, I heard that.
1: Uh, and that was, a, I think that's, that's a great thing.
2: Yeah, I don't know how, especially since we're like buddies with Saudi Arabia now. Right. Like, when that's.
1: Right, I'm not. I don't,
2: I don't know what the term decriminalize means. Like, we can't like drop into countries with guns and like rainbow flags and be right. like, we're here to save you.
1: Well, uh, we're doing diplomatic efforts through the United Nations. I mean, we're using the apparatus that Donald Trump has shown so much contempt for, for do, our do international you think, do you relationships.
2: Think Trump, this was Trump's idea. This,
1: well, what's funny is that, is that Trump was asked about it and he said, what, what, what? I had never heard of this. I have no idea. Oh, so no, boy. I don't think it was his idea. And I don't think he knows that they're doing well,
2: it. Well, it's, I guess we'll take the little victories where we can. Right.
1: Uh, the other thing that was supposed to distract us, I think, was Trump's second summit with Kim Jong-un, which was a complete bust. Yeah. And accomplished. Nothing happened. No. And in fact, we now are getting word that Kim Jong-un is actually reactivating some uh, dormant nuclear facilities. Oh.
2: Uh, you know. Very cool.
1: Very cool. I mean, And Donald Trump sort of walked away and said, oh, you know, Uh, It's just, I'm not going to agree to a bad deal. Well, the reality is you agreed to to a bad deal the first time. The United States agreed to give up joint military exercises with South Korea in exchange for nothing. Exchange for Kim Jong-un saying, They did
2: a pinky promise. You can't go back on that.
1: Well, Kim Jong-un can go back on that. This is a guy who assassinated his own uncle in an airport publicly. A lawless
2: man who doesn't even follow pinky promises. That's
1: right. This is not somebody who can be trusted. This is not somebody... Ronald Reagan always used to say, trust but verify. And Donald Trump just trusted and verified nothing. And I think our relationship with North Korea is less stable than it was before Donald Trump started Uh, his overtures. That
2: is not helping my anxiety.
1: Well, I don't mean to try to... Make you more anxious, but you look at Donald Trump and he's scrambling all over the place to try to find ways to distract and and it didn't really work this time, and in fact, Republicans now are saying that they are going to vote against the emergency declaration.
2: Wow, who said that
1: uh, well the the most prominent Republican to do that was Rand Paul of Kentucky
2: oh. I remember him.
1: Who's a, he's a libertarian. He's a, right? he, he's a Republican. His father ran for president as a libertarian.
2: Oh, that was his dad.
1: Yeah, Ron Paul. Oh, Ron and Rand. They're both doctors. Uh, Rand Paul oh, has curly yeah. hair. Yeah,
2: he just came out and talked about how vaccines can be dangerous.
1: Who Rand, Rand Paul? Did? Oh, good for Rand Paul.
2: No, not good for Rand Paul. <laughs> That's well, horrible.
1: Well, Ron Paul was now he makes his makes a living doing ads for freeze dried food that can help you through the apocalypse. Cool. So that's nice.
2: Well, but, based on this North Korea news, so maybe maybe, that, maybe his business is going to go.
1: Maybe that his stock be is going
2: to increase. Yeah, maybe See how be I helpful. Use business words callback to earlier
1: callback. Yes, stocks, discounts, and all of that. Yeah, kind I have played
2: Monopoly. It's no big deal.
1: You played Monopoly? There are no stocks in Monopoly. Oh. Are the
2: Game of Life.
1: Are there, Yeah, there are yeah. stocks in the Game of Aha! Life. ha Good. Redeemed
2: I myself. <laughs> no, I've never won a Game of Monopoly, but I have played.
1: The Game of Monopoly was actually created by a group of socialists who were that trying to so demonstrate much. how bad capitalism is.
2: It can destroy family. It, can. it has.
1: Well, I have, that
2: game, not capitalism.
1: Well, I have many, I would say, fond memories, except they're not, because my brother Rob... Used to play Monopoly, and he would always win. And when we were limping along at the end, he'd always sort of give us like free money so that we he could keep bleeding us dry to let the game keep going. That's evil. Yes, he he was he was an evil genius even even way back then. So I don't know why we were talking about the game Monopoly stocks stocks right. Well. President Trump's stock has gone down to some degree with the Republican Party. So Rand Paul's defection. Mitt Romney has said that he would vote against it. Uh, Susan Collins of Maine has said she's going to vote against it. And I think there's someone else who said that they're going to vote against it. So that means that the Democrats are going to get a majority. The Democrats have already voted in the House. Right Now, it's not going to change anything because... Donald Trump is just That going to would
2: be ve- that would be too easy.
1: It would be too easy. Donald Trump will just veto the bill. Donald Trump has not vetoed any bill in his entire presidency. This would be his first veto because he's always had Republicans setting him up legislation. Right. So so I if people want to be encouraged by that, I think that's somewhat encouraging. But the reality is I look at it and I think there's just really no doubt in my mind that Donald Trump's going to get reelected. I don't see any way around it. Uh, I don't see the Democrats coming up with a credible candidate. Ugh. I don't see... Hillary Clinton today, by the way, announced that she's not running.
2: Oh, thank goodness. I, I got like really nervous there for a second. You got nervous? <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no.
1: no. So, uh, Hillary Clinton, her, uh, no matter what you may think of her, her time has passed. And all of the polls show Joe Biden... In the lead, and yet Joe Biden...
2: Hasn't declared that he's running.
1: Well, he's, he's going to, I think. Oh, It okay. seems pretty obvious that he's going to. But Joe Biden, uh, there were, CNN did a focus group, and people at the beginning were all in favor of Joe Biden. And then when they talked about it for about five minutes, they all said, Well, no, we need somebody new, somebody not so old. Joe Biden, his support is wafer-thin. Even though he's the front runner, it's just name recognition at this point. Right. And the Democratic Party is not interested in nominating anybody. And so Bernie Sanders right now,
2: uh,
1: and the idea that we're going to overthrow Donald Trump in favor of Bernie Sanders.
2: That's ludicrous. Uh,
1: I'm sorry, Bernie. So what percentage of Americans have a positive impression of socialism? According to, I think it's an ABC poll.
2: Uh, 14.
1: Oh, you're very close. Wow. A-
2: 18%. I'm so good at guessing.
1: 18%. The idea that we have moved into Bernie Sanders' territory and we are really ready and anxious to nationalize all industry is absolute nonsense. In a general election, Bernie Sanders is going to go down in flames. So there's nobody who's going to be able to challenge Trump, and Trump so far... Uh, looks like he's doing just fine. Is there, is there any hope? Let's see if there is when we get back from our break. Oh, please. So what could bring down Donald Trump?
2: I don't know. I, mean, I feel like I, I feel like I was just watching like the beginning credits of Star Wars, you know, where like they're rolling down the screen talking about how there's no hope. But then <laughs> on Tatooine.
1: On Tatooine, somebody comes with a laser sword and saves the universe. Uh, I don't know that we have any Luke Skywalkers waiting in the wings.
2: Mark Hamill—he should run.
1: Mark Hamill's a hardcore Democrat, and he, I think he's a Bernie supporter. But I'd probably vote for Mark Hamill over Donald Trump. Yeah. So, Mark! Someone, mean,
2: someone get in contact with Mark Hamill, please. So, or Harrison Ford. I would vote for Harrison Ford, even if he's a socialist. Harrison
1: Ford was a magnificent president in Air Force One.
2: He really
1: Have you seen was, that movie? Yeah. He's awesome in that movie.
2: He, was, he really was a great captain of... Of our country and in our time of need. <laughs> in
1: our time of fictional need. Yeah. Right.
2: Or the guy, who was the president in um, Independence Day?
1: Oh, Bill Pullman.
2: He was great, too. We yeah. should talk
1: to him. This, you've seen the sequel? Bill, no. Pullman, Bill Pullman's burned out. Oh, really? Fictionally, he's Dang burned it. out. I don't know what don't he's know. like He handled
2: what. the alien crisis really well, he though. He did
1: handle the alien crisis well, and he was a fictional fighter pilot, which was very helpful.
2: Will Smith? I could just keep on naming people from yeah, Independence Day all, that could run for president. All of these
1: guys could run for president. None of them are going to. Um, the 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 thing that Michael Cohen teased in his testimony that may end up impacting Donald Trump is that Donald Trump is a this- love child? Oh, like that would make any difference at all? I
2: don't know. It'd be exciting, though.
1: No, it wouldn't. I mean, he-
2: I guess no, it wouldn't make a difference. Because remember Arnold Schwarzenegger's love child?
1: Yeah. Neither do I. No, I do I don't- remember. Well, nothing happened. I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger's love child because his mistress was named Mildred, which is the same name as my grandmother.
2: No, I thought it was like Maria or something. No, his mistress. Oh was- no, that's his wife's his name. His
1: wife's name was Maria, and his mistress was Mildred. And I didn't think there were anybody naming anybody I follow Mildred. a pug
2: on Instagram, a really old pug. Named Mildred? Named Mildred. She's really cute.
1: Now your great-grandmother's name was Mildred. So there it's you go.
2: A, it's a good name for old people and pugs.
1: Old people and pugs. Well, Michael Cohen teased that there are a number of investigations that are ongoing in the state of New York about certain business deals that would rise to a legal standard. Now, none of these are likely to result in indictments while Trump is president right. because of that precedent. But if the indictments themselves were sort of held in abeyance but they were announced, if the evidence surrounding the indictment were to be made public, that might make some kind of difference. If, if law enforcement can demonstrate concretely that Donald Trump has broken the law that might erode some of his support.
2: I don't know. I'm not going to hold my breath.
1: I'm not either. And uh, because it's, it, it seems unlikely. It seems unlikely that anything is going to take him down. And so we've got to figure out a way. The Democrats or Howard Schultz, the Starbucks guy, we've got to figure out a way to confront Donald Trump head on and do it with a positive message and not a negative one. It is not just enough to say Donald Trump is awful. There has to be some kind of positive, hopeful um, that message. That
2: takes work. Uh. Right.
1: Well, every president that has that has inspired people has done so with a positive message. I remember in my father's final years in office, he said it was really depressing to him that the candidate whose slogan, Yes, We Can was inspiring everybody, was the Democrat. Because back in the days of Reagan, it was Reagan who was saying, it's morning in America. Optimism was a Republican virtue way back when. It isn't now. But the thing is, it's not a Democratic virtue anymore either. The Democrats are not optimistic. The Democrats are depressed. The Democrats are angry. And the Republicans are belligerent. And there isn't anybody who is presenting a positive, optimistic vision for the future of the country. And I think if we can find somebody who can do that, that somebody could bring down Donald Trump. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck. Well, and we'll have to leave it at that. So if you are listening to this on the radio, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can go to the KSL Podcast Center or you can subscribe on iTunes. We're listed as Dinner Table Politics. Go in and take a look. Uh, we've gotten some great feedback this last week. and we've Mark
2: Hamill, if you're listening to this, I love you. Yeah, Please run for president.
1: There you go. This is Jim Bennett.
2: I'm Abby Bennett.
1: We will see you next time on Dinner Table Politics.
2: Good night
0: and good luck.